What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, everybody. Quack Attack. We're back. Jack. Episode 5. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hey, how's it going? That's Kevin. Still Kevin over here. And uh, I'm really excited about this episode. We Me got a too. little different format going, but I think it's going to be great. Tommy, what is our topic today? We're going to talk about uh, journalism in the world of Mighty Ducks and how these uh, 11-year-olds were pretty much a subject of national coverage. Yes. And over the past two days, I rewatched all three movies. I paused multiple times on these articles, transcribed some of them. Really got down into into what the coverage really is. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start reading some articles and then we're just going to react to it. So the first one is basically game, I guess game two of Bombay's tenure, but game one of the Ducks. They tie the Cardinals 2-2. Oh, and Fulton's miraculous shot, right? Yes. And Or it was the Statue of Liberty play. Yeah. Yeah. And so they tie them 2-2. And they are the front page of Let's Play Hockey. Now, Let's Play Hockey is a real magazine in Minnesota. I figured that out. Sent them an email asking for comment. They have not responded. (laughs) But uh, if they respond, I'll keep you updated. But, okay, so this is the October 23rd, 1992 edition of Let's Play Hockey. So if you have that in your archives, look it up. It might be somewhere between, like, 22 and 29. It's hard we'll, to make We'll up. wait for a second while you go look for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's by Rebecca Rad. Uh, the headline is Ducks Tie Cardinals 2-2. That's a good headline. I'd click on that. Yeah. And then the subhead is Jesse Hall and Guy Germain score first two goals in Ducks history. Now, uh, two issues I have with this. The first is they spelled Jermaine wrong? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Correction the next day. Yeah. They left off the E at the end, and I made sure, like, I got a good shot of his jersey to make sure that the E was the right spelling, and that it is. And then second, if you review the tape, Jermaine actually scores the first goal and the second goal, so Jermaine had two. But, uh, okay, this is going to be... Uh, I don't know if Rebecca Rad's a real person, but this is gonna this is her article... Uh, starting right now. Both teams had scoring opportunities from the start of the game. An opening goal by the Ducks would give them confidence and hope for victory. A Cardinals goal might do more to demoralize the Ducks than to lift the Cardinals, but that psychological lift could prove to be the margin of victory. From the Ducks' perspective, that first goal is, and then there's a word I can't make out, (laughs) they let a number of good scoring opportunities slip by until it finally happens. The Ducks' Jesse Hall puts the puck in the net. And then the next paragraph is, That single score ends the period 2-1. The Ducks, down by one, gain confidence and hope. The Cardinals open the second period with a power play because something, something, the game, something. 2-1. This is when the psychological lift was, and then it cuts off. 
reaction. Wait, so what was the lead? They did they talk about Guy Germain scoring in the beginning? That was a very narrative lead for a, uh, and it was very passive. Like this could happen. This could happen. This, you know. Yeah, it was very confusing. No, the subhead was that Jesse Hall and Guy Germain scored the first two goals. Okay, but the the Cardinals went up two nothing to start. Correct. Okay. So yeah, so she says. Both teams have scoring opportunities from the start of the game. And then she goes into this passive, like, if the Ducks scored the opening goal, they would be hopeful. Oh, okay. Yeah. It took That's me a, where it threw me off. Yeah. It took me a while. It was very to, hard to follow. Yeah. It took me a while to figure that one out. But um, Points for actually writing, a, a, like, an actual, you know, pseudo article, though, I'm, you know, for a TV spot that comes on for maybe, like, a second and a half. Yeah. I mean, I well, if they hadn't, we'd be talking about how they use filler text right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I expected. We'll get to that really? later. Oh, foreshadowing. Oh. <laughs> foreshadowing. Promo right there. Okay. Oh, this is great, too. So, after that game, like, after that, they, they show the front page, and then they flip to the, like, inside, and that's their kind of transition. They go to a picture on the inside. So, the article around that that picture that they like go to for as their transition, the headline is Panther season in jeopardy. Now, if you remember the Panthers get the measles, right? And there's a huge article under it, but it's about this kid named Adam Guerin. He's a 15 year old from California and he moved to the DC area to play for the little capitals. And like, it's a long article and I think it's real. So, <laughs> Adam Guerin, if you're out there and you're listening, please get in contact with me. I'd love to speak with you about your your life, really. I, I got to wondering why Adam <laughs> Guerin, what what is Adam Guerin doing now? But wait, that was the story under the measles. Yeah, headline? so so they just like slapped in like a hockey story. Yeah, I, I guess think that's that was a real our, story. Is that our filler text where that comes into play? No, I don't know. I think that was a real story in Let's Play Hockey, and then they just slapped their own headline on, but I'm not sure. But oh, so they didn't have to do with like some more fake layout. They just put a fake headline yeah. and a fake picture. Yeah, so I don't know, though. Wait, did you Google this guy? I tried to, and he nothing came up, really. About, mm-hmm. Well, I, I wonder if he died, because he was that 15-year-old going for the Little Capitals. I wonder, I wonder what happened. Yeah, so... He got the measles. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I want him to get in contact with me. Um, all right. Now, game two versus the Huskies. This is this is Fulton Reed's last second goal. Gives him the win. Goes to the playoffs. Mm. Also in Let's Play Hockey by a man named Larry Bach. And the, the headline is Ducks Make Playoffs. Subhead, Fulton Reed's Herculean last second goal rips net and propels Ducks to win. Uh, there should be a dash in between last and second. Okay. And there's not, but we'll let it go. Uh, this is the they really hyphen, but we'll let that go. Oh, oh, great point. All right. Fair enough. Now, there wasn't much on this. It cuts off pretty early, but it starts, John Madden once said, never estimate your opponent. In estimating your opponent, you might underestimate them. That is pretty good advice. I arrived at the stadium a full half hour early. I knew the arena would fill quickly. John. And then it cuts off. Well, that's I'm already more hooked on this one, but it's weird. Like, wanting to, I write writing in first person. That's very, uh, very interesting if they allow that. So this is like an ultimate cliche to begin a, a story with as well. Yeah, with a quote. Plus, you, who's playing? 
What? <laughs> yeah, who's huh? playing? What, what what happened in this game? Yeah, yeah that was uh, I I kind of I liked like he I like that he maybe he's like a columnist and he's writing first person. Oh yeah, they they sent you know the their Woody Page out there to go cover this. <laughs> this. <laughs> That's a great point. Well, maybe. Like, this one was for the playoffs, so maybe all the other spots were lined up. I guess you, they have a bunch of other leagues they could look at, though, so that doesn't make sense. But, okay, so that's game two. We can move on to game three. Uh, now gets really good. Uh, headline, Ducks Mighty in Playoff Win. Subhead, Quack Attack takes Sting out of Hornets, 5-3. Victory catapults Surprising Ducks to semifinal game against Cardinals. Uh, semifinal is capital S-E-M-I dash or hyphen mm-hmm. capital F-I-N-A-L so there's another another uh, you know little typo there but starts out and this one this one kind of gets crazy but like I was interested as well this much is certain okay this is the beginning of it by the way this much is certain about the first two tier hockey tournament Neither Division One or Division Two will be perfect. It's been almost ten years since the team went wire to wire unbeaten and untied. There's no reason to expect this year to be different. The Pioneers were owners of the last unblemished record, and that was 1983 when they went 28-0. That is a singular accomplishment when one realizes that before the Pioneers, only one other team was perfect. The, and then it cuts off. Ooh, some suspense right So what there. the hell are they talking about? They're talking about the Ducks being like a big upset against the Hornet. I think the Hornet, the, I don't, I'm not really sure how the seeding works because the Ducks were the last seed and the Hawks were the number one seed, but they didn't play each other in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're talking about the Ducks being huge upset and then they're like a two tier tournament. And I, this is one of my questions for the, the Let's Play Hockey guys. I asked them about the two tier tournament. <laughs> And I asked them if their pioneers were real, and they still haven't responded to me. So uh, we don't know. But sounds like we need to make a road trip. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. All right. It sounds like a like an article that was that seems like like the the copy paste in there because there was nothing to do with anything that happened in the game. Was that a game recap? Yeah, was yeah. That, again, there, we have there no were, idea what happened in in that in the game, or like what was going on, because they they talked about the team going wire to wire, and yeah, the Hornets nor the the Ducks were going to be undefeated. That's just sloppy editing by the filmmakers. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out sloppy there. Sloppy writing. You you put writing. out that that effort for that first gamer, and and then you just kind of half-ass it for the next two. What, what's with that? All right. Let's hopefully hopefully they can recover. Okay, and then we go. This is the final article in D1. But there's an article in D2 about this the the game. But this is a preview. Uh, Ducks battle Hawks and championship. Oh, this is with like the photo of uh, O'Reilly and and Bombay, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. Uh, this is also front page. This is all front page on Let's Play yeah. Hockey. So this team has really captured Let's Play Hockey's two, editors. Uh, tier two, or two yeah. tier hockey league. Yeah, this is tier. It's natural. You put them on. You put them out front every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, some had. Is Bombay versus Riley in Cinderella Pee Wee matchup? It's by uh, John F. Link. Uh, begins Riley's Hawks carry the best record of any team in the Division II state tourney. The record also included some op- impressive wins over teams that ended up as strong seeds in the Division I group. After their 4 1 semifinal win behind Riley's exciting coaching, they're favored <laughs> to finish off, by sweeping the, finish off by sweeping the Ducks off the ice tonight. 
On their way to the finals, the Hawks knocked out first the Flames, and then in a close one at the arena, they just did beat arch-rival the Jets in a 2-1 thriller. Facing off against the strongly favored Hawks will be the completely unknown Ducks. They have been this year's miracle kids after a dismal spring of hammering defeats at the season's beginning. And then it cuts off. Well, first of all, they, they don't give Riley a first name to start the story, so that's a little uh, disappointing. Um, so I guess we this is kind of cool because it kind of gives us some more background of what league this is, and this isn't like the pinnacle of youth hockey. And so they're playing, I guess, in the, in the lower tier than... Like the Hawks, they just dominate that one tier. They don't. They're not like. You know. But they also cross. Yeah, tiers. They, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure how, really how that well, works. Think of like a like an FCS team playing like an FBS team in college football. If we have any uh, Minnesota youth hockey schedulers out there, you know, give us a give us a shout and uh, let us know. Yeah, I mean, I think they were. So there's like travel hockey and there's AAA hockey, which is like step above. Travel a little further, better players. I think tier one might be triple A, tier two might just be travel hockey. I'm assuming this is travel hockey because the Ducks go to like, but they're district, they're, districted. But district. still, does it work? I played, I played travel hockey. We had districts, like we were. Hmm. I was okay. So, uh, I was in Michigan though, so I don't know if that's different. But yeah, so I feel like it's travel hockey because the Jets are from Minnetonka. It says on their scoreboard. And the Cardinals are from Coon Rapids. So I think it could be that type of deal. But, yeah, I was really interested to see that the, the Jets are the arch rival of the Hawks. And they almost beat the Hawks from the sound of it. Yeah, 2-1 thriller. So that's the end of the, the journalism or the, the articles in D1. But there's just one other comment I want to make. The announcer, the radio announcer, I don't know why he's doing, like, games for the worst team in the league but he's awful he's absolutely awful like he there's one there's plays like he gets the goal scores wrong all the time he's like oh averman to banks to jermaine when it's really like jermaine to moreau to conway he's absolutely awful so and then we move on to d2 and like there's a little there's a little overlap here so Gordon Bombay's, and I just noticed this in this last viewing. This is why the Ducks movies are great, because I noticed different things every time. There are new layers all over yeah. the place. So when Bombay comes back into the shop, he, he looks at a, at a like clipping mm-hmm. that said, Ducks are peewee champs, exclamation point, exclamation point. So like, this is going to be, uh, I was like, oh, this is going to be big. And the, the problem is, it's tough to read. So I can't, I don't really have much on it, but the subhead is that this was the Hawks' first loss since 1973, which is when Bombay's team lost in oh. the finals. But the other article in D1 talked about the Pioneers from 1983 or whatever. They were the last team to go undefeated. It, it wasn't first championship loss? I think it, was just, it just said first loss. It was the headline, though, so it might have been, I don't know. But then we move on to D. That would be a pretty dominant stretch right there. Well, yeah, 20 years <laughs> yeah. of not losing? That would be impressive. It's like a Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, they lose to the Generals? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I think that what happened is that, that Pioneer was, was because of uh, 
some some terrible editing by someone. Maybe it was just um, like a terrible mistake by some copy editor. Chalk it up to clerical error. Yeah. So um, I, I like to believe that it was like the Hawks' first loss in okay. 20 years. Interesting. Okay. And then if you move on to D2, so you go to USA Today. D2 is when like the big boys come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. USA Today, a lot of coverage. Um, so the first one, first real, I guess they have one about Bombay being named the new coach and you can't really see much from like the text there. I couldn't really see anything, like make out any words or whatnot, but then they have their game against Trinidad and Tobago and that gets in the paper (laughs) and that in and of itself is hilarious. And that, that I have the exact date for you so you can go check it out. It's the USA Today, March first, nineteen ninety four edition. Uh, the head, the like main headline is U.S. UConn edges Georgetown, and then there's a story about black coaches NCAA open talks today. Uh, the teaser is Bernie Kosar being cut by Cleveland, and now he's in demand. And then uh, so they flip inside, and it's USA downs Trinidad, and this is what it says for that game. The suggestion that public hearing on applications be limited to one every six days was taken under advisement by the commission. <laughs> Many persons feel at this stage that some legal action is forthcoming, but it now becomes common knowledge that there is pressure from the inside, which will materially change the aspect of the case. And I, so I took this and I put it in the Google, and the first thing that popped up was Days of Our Lives Easter eggs. And that was like the paper... In days of our lives, that's what it said. So this is just like filler text. This is where we get to our filler text, and basically everything after that is just the same thing over and over again. Did you email the USA Today editors? <laughs> the question. I mean, you. I mean, you did it with the other paper. I mean, well, they actually wrote our. Fair to be fair, but yeah. So I mean, it was it was very disappointing because the one thing I wanted to know was how the Russia Iceland game went and like yeah, what actually happened Russia there beat Iceland. Yeah. And that was like a headline in USA today, but it just had a suggestion that public hearing and I have applications be limited to one every six days. So maybe that's how they were going into it. Like one of those narrative leads. That <laughs> it was about to get good. <laughs> yeah. About to mention who was playing and what sport. Yeah. So now the announcers D2 much better. And if you notice, they I they cut to them and they mention their names. I do not know their names. I forgot I forgot to write it down. But behind them is a TBS banner. So this whole tournament was on TBS apparently. Oh. So fun facts. That's gonna win you some Mighty Ducks trivia rounds. And then the only other comment I have is D three. KWAR Radio is the radio station that mm-hmm. Josh Makes talks sense. on. Looked up KWAR Radio. It's in Iowa. So, I don't know what's going on there, but... Maybe they have a big Minnesota high school hockey fan contingent in Iowa. It's a great point. Maybe that's why they're playing junior varsity <laughs> games over it. the radio. I mean, you never know. Yeah. You Midwesterners are you know, interesting folk. Good to know. Good to know. So, I mean, what is your kind of reaction to the journalism provided well mine has always been how ridiculous it seems that they get 
front page all the time for every meaningless game. Maybe not meaningless, but every single game. Well, of, the Trinidad this, game was inside USA Today, right? But yeah, there was, was a front, front page promo. It's still sh- pretty. That's true. They wanted to put it out there, but yeah, I should say that the I think Russ Tyler when he comes and he scores with a knuckle puck, I think that's front page of USA Today. But I would agree with that because Russ Tyler is one of the greatest stories in sports. Like he's just taken off South Central like streets, put into like international competition and makes a difference like i think that's a great story so i don't have any beef with them for that okay that one's fine i I have a theory for you though and this ties back into an earlier conspiracy theory that we've talked about a couple times on here what if hans (laughs) bought coverage for the ducks Mm -hmm. he paid off the papers to put them on their front page with his drug money so do you think that in an effort to get them to play better? Because I see, look how... No, it has nothing to or... do with playing better. Just he he wants lo- them to get exposure. So he pays off the newspapers. Boom. Ducks are national news. That kind of makes sense, actually. Because Hans and Jan obviously have some very powerful friends. Because Jan promotes Bombay, who's coach peewee hockey, and that's it, to Hendrik... Mo- <laughs> Hendrik uh, uh, Hendricks, what's the fucking name? Hendricks, Hendricks is the uh, Hendricks hockey. Yeah, and for the coach, so to be the junior good one, and it yeah, works because he was like the the Minnesota miracle man who like led these ducks to the the news coverage led to that. Yeah, that's amazing. We You're just welcome. figured something out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. welcome world. <laughs> seriously, but yeah, Tommy, thoughts. Don't even try to top that. <laughs> well, it's an interesting theory. Uh, I think it's uh, it's it's really weird because you you gotta imagine that you know, I'm going forward a little bit in Eden when they get to Eden Hall. You gotta imagine that there's all kind of coverage for that. Like the best kind of the best prep hockey, and you know a hockey state that's got to get some pretty good coverage, right? Mm-hmm. Especially from you know smaller news newspapers or ones that are essentially just focused on you know prep sports and so i bet the ducks are like seasoned veterans with media and so like having to deal with you know seeing themselves on wheaties boxes and things like that and so i can imagine maybe charlie getting super pissed at a reporter after a game and like lashing out at him much like you know some like rookie in you know the nba or nfl or something like that and so you got to wonder what this media coverage did to them. And if it, and also they came in super hyped up into Eden Hall, you know, because they were like the national headlines. And that's kind of how they got the scholarship. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, they, um, you know, they won this, you know, Pee Wee League, you know, Division Two in Minnesota. And because that got such good coverage, they become like the, the poster boys for the, for the national team. Of course, they, they bring in like these ringers. And then they're able to get into Eden Hall. So really, it's because of like this media coverage that kind of gets everything. They latch on to this feel-good story of this, this Cinderella story of the Ducks. And I'm sure Hans and, and Jan, they, they had something to do with that also. Because that really kind of started everything. So maybe all they had to do was pay off some guy at the, uh, the hockey magazine. What was it called? Let's Play Hockey. Let's Play Hockey. Pay off one guy there to get that first the story. Snowball. Yeah, the snowball effect, and then like national media will, will latch on. You see it all the time where there's some story that like one uh, just takes one outlet to do with, and everyone else comes to it. And so maybe that's like all he had to do was pay 
let's play hockey, and that kind of started it all. This also plays into my episode four theory of Banks getting incredibly big-headed and becoming big man on campus. No, because he sees like he's yeah. always getting interviewed. He's been and, on national newspapers. Well, he he probably gets um, like recruited a bunch too, and so yeah. you probably got all these like rivals and scout like for hockey, whatever, calling him. <laughs> Thanks, Hans. And uh, calling him and texting him, and he probably he probably does something stupid. Like if this was like now, he would probably have like I'm narrowing down my top 22 schools on yeah. Twitter this I'll, afternoon. We'll announce on September 11th, or maybe the 13th, or maybe the 15th. I'll let you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, and NHL, your draft year is 18. So he's, he's like, three, four years away. So, like, that's, that's like, prime real estate for him to kind of blow up and be this, like, prodigy, which, I mean, he's dominating the Junior Goodwill Games. He he dominated the, the Tier 2 Pee Wee Hockey League. He's on varsity as a freshman at this 10 state titles in a row, Eden Hall. Powerhouse. Yeah, he's a prodigy. So I mean, like he's America's Sidney Crosby, to, you know. Exactly. So does he? Does he? Well, he could leave Eden Hall and go play juniors if he thinks he's like super, super good, and just try to like go from there, or he could try to keep his eligibility. But do you think this media coverage takes him down? Well, I've already voiced my opinion. I think he becomes incredibly big-headed by the time he's a senior at Eden Hall by all this coverage and and then just starts, you know, preying on all the uh the underclassmen. But women. but you you can do that and still be good. Did you think like I think he it, starts well, he I, collapses. I, I I guess this kind of plays if if he's if he's trying to maintain eligibility then I think he accepts gifts and stuff under the table, but <laughs> but if he's planning to go pro, I mean play it up, you know, get Whatever you can, while you can, you know. So do you think he just kind of like says what he wants, does what he wants? Because he, if yeah, he's gonna go he's pro, the big, yeah, he's the big man on campus. He can do what he wants, and you know. But you think like if he was getting recruited by you know these these power uh, college schools, um, he would definitely be taking under the table stuff. He nailed it. <laughs> I don't know how big the hockey is. I mean, relative. If, I mean, if you compare it to football or basketball, you know, I, I don't know what the recruiting culture is, is like with college hockey. Well, it, I don't know if it's as big of a business, you know, in in that respect. But, I mean, I don't think he really – I think his ego plays a bigger role in his life in, you know, not really taking into account his eligibility or his future or whatever in that sense. I think, like we said, he's the big man, he's the big man on campus. He does whatever he wants. So he – do you think like he can be? So is he figured out, or is it like because he comes from a smart family, and they could be they could be able to like work this to where he kind of skates through until it's like Reggie Bush situation where he's in the pros and he doesn't care. He's Johnny Manziel. I mean, he's <laughs> you know he comes from a wealthy family and it doesn't really matter. You know, it he's gonna get paid one way or the other eventually. So I mean, may as well get what you can when you can. And, I still don't think, think Banks is, good... is going to turn out to be that much of a scumbag. Because in, I... all through the movie, there is zero, um, you know, kind of alluding to him being an asshole. It's like but he was a little whatsoever. asshole when he was a hawk. He was a little prick. Yeah, he was 10 because his, all his little hawk friends were that way. I, just, I think he reverts back to that once he, be, once he reaches that 
level. Kevin, when you when you turned 17, did you revert back to your 10-year-old self? <laughs> I, well, no, but I wasn't a, a superstar athlete. I mean, Don't maybe a that. star athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think know. so. That's what I, that's what I foresee. For but he was like, he was on revert. Team USA. He, he also made... catches all the shit from the Ducks, and once he's like completely eclipses all of them he's lords over them that's well, that's well, what i would say. well no, you I mean, think about it if, if you're not if you're on the national team like as a junior goodwill games and you're still like extremely humble like why would he not revert back then and then even when oh i made i made a varsity as a freshman you know come at me but he's the freshman then once he's a senior he's the big dog but he's not but lording he's, it over the, he's the, the other uh, freshman uh, I forget his name, the senior captain. Riley. He's, that's who he is. But he comes back to the JV team. Like He, he gives up all this fame for the That's the true. Freshman. He goes back to, goes to, back to play to the for JV. the JV team. Once he's in, in the, that scenario where he's the top dog, that's what I'm saying. I think he, he becomes this you know, big-headed prick. That's what I see. I really and, don't think that's the case. Well, okay. agree to disagree. <laughs> all right. Any, any other... Players, or obviously Gordo had some some big headedness there with the media and oh the yeah, air he Bombay loafer. Whenever he was hanging out with uh, Kareem, <laughs> yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that uh, was I will say that's like one of the most, if not the most ridiculous scene in all of the movies. Who is it? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, oh, there's a lot Steffi of Steffi Graf. Is she there? Christy Yamaguchi and Greg Louganis. <laughs> yeah, and they're that's hanging out with awesome. the the coach of like. The Goodwill hockey team, the yeah. LA party, baby, and, and the the house that they put them. Okay, come on, it's a little ridiculous. Hendrix is paying big bucks. They got big bucks true. because yeah. there's so much money to be made from the head coach of the Junior Goodwill Games. And Gordon wants that shoe contract with the coach's <laughs> loafer. Yeah. yeah, so maybe the media got to him too. Oh, for sure. Also, why would it be called the Air Bombay? I mean, there's no. That's what he said. That's just I know, Gordo. I know, but why would he say that? It doesn't really make any sense. It could be the Ice Bombay. All right, that's another topic for another time. <laughs> but uh, 15 seconds. Any other players who changed because of the media coverage? Well, Fulton can't read, so he <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I can imagine. I don't know, maybe uh, maybe Portman getting like pissed at what's being written about him. I don't know if he can read either. Well, people probably dictate it to him. They'll they'll, uh, they'll, they'll say Portman, they're they're talking shit about you in this paper. That's true. And he could probably like say, "Oh, I was misquoted," when he wasn't. But he'd be like a like a journalist dream. He'd be a great quote because he would just say whatever the fuck he wanted. But I mean, then he'd he like takes come his back. Shirt off in the in the penalty. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And and so and then he would probably come back and, and yell at the journalist for why did you write that? Blah blah blah. And and so that might like. Uh, make him very bitter or something toward the media and then also like he might have that effect on his teammates and so it's, it's very interesting what he's going to be like at Eden Hall mm-hmm. all great points also I think part of Charlie's overall whininess came from all the media coverage uh, but that's going to be our final thought because we're uh, running out of time here again so you know what to do com. go to iTunes subscribe Give us five stars. Give us a good review. You know, tell us what you like and what you don't tell like. Tell us why you disagree with Kevin. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me. <laughs> and then also quack, at Quick Tech Pod on Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>